0: We begin today the Gemara, towards the bottom of the Tzadik base with Beis, three lines from the bottom of the page. Gemara continues with... Uh, no, we learned it already before. Omulei Rava, three lines. Gemara here went through a lot of different things in the conversation in the, between Rova and Rabbi bar bringing sources from Sukkim to various different statements that people say. le bar minah What's the source for the saying that people say? Kadavinon Zutri, when I was young, legavri. So people considered to me considered me to be an adult, a mature person. Hasher de Kashishna. Now that I'm young, I, I Sorry, I got old, that is. Now when I got old, people looked down at me like a child. Right, so this is uh, human nature. When, when a person is a youngster and he's strong and he's mighty and people look up to him. person gets old and frail, people start looking down at, at older people sometimes as, as little children. So what's the source for this? The Gemara really over here, it says in the Mefarshim, means also to say, this Indian, the person himself, that when a person is young, so uh, a person realizes, that, uh, a little bit of a different shot here, when a person is young, he realizes that he needs uh, the Brach of the but then the older he gets, and he goes through life, and he gets things accomplished, and he starts feeling confident with himself, and he forgets a little bit, that he has to rely on the e-bishter. So on Malay, so Yantzerim, a Kodak Siv, the Postic says when Eden came out of Mitzrayim, right? The cloudy soil was born when they came out of Mitzrayim. So originally when they came out, the Postic describes, Who's leading the Eden? Davishtar himself? Adonam, with the cloud of glory, aderech, to lead the way, and and at night with the p- pillar of fire. So this is Davishtar himself. So when Eden were young, so that Betochan and the Davishtar, they were following the Davishtar, and the Davishtar there himself was with them. But Lubsoiv later on, the Postic says, <laughs> the Ebsher says only a Malach is going to go ahead of you to protect you on your way. So the Yidin got older and then the Yidin sinned. This is after Chet HaEgel. The Ebsher says there's only going to be a Malach. So, so, this, so you see over here, this Indian. It's in the next expiresh. Parashat Mishpatim. But then the Moshe Rabbeinu afterwards begged the Ebsher that not, not a Malach should go ahead of Yidin and that the Ebsher himself should go ahead of Yidin. And the Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished this through his Davening. What's the source of the saying people say? That if you go after a rich individual, then you'll be able to get from him some fatness or some uh, some richness that it'll uh, you'll be able to also get something from him. If you hang around a rich person so he says, the Pasuk says, Gam that went and joined Avram Avinu, he also had sheep and cattle and tents from the richness of Avram Avinu. Okay, this is the conclusion of the Gemara, of all the different things that the Gemara says, Minah inshi that Everyone spoke about this Indian, the Gemara here, you have a whole Blatan Gemara, or all Amid the Gemara, that's saying, Minah milsadamri Here you see the Indian that is. A lot of things in the world that behemoths, you think that they're Veltish things, but their source really is in taita and you see it reflected in the world. The taita is really the blueprint for everything that goes on in the world, and therefore things that you see in the nature of the world, the pnimius of it, really comes from taita That's why the gemara is saying that it's all, it all starts in Taira. So about a this is connected to something that was mentioned earlier on here on Daft base Regarding uh, davening for your friend, and if you daven for him, so then the Abishna answers, You're to fill the first for yourself. Yeah. So, I'm a similar thing Rav um, said a person that has some uh, something that he uh, got into uh, uh, inter- uh, something that someone else hurt him or whatever it is, and instead of going to a bezdin to, to work it out that he should pay you, whatever it is, instead. He goes to the Ebeshter. He gives over his din to the Ebeshter. The Ebeshter should judge this person that owes you whatever it is. So then what happens is, This person himself could be punished first. The point here is because when you give it over to the Ebeshter, then the Ebeshter judges. And the Ebeshter could judge it different than Bez and Shalmat, the judges. The Ebeshter judges not only that person, but the judges you yourself that gave over this thing to the Ebeshter. looks at you, maybe you deserve more of a punishment than him. And this person could be getting punished first. Shanema, as the Possek says, V'atoy me al Avram. says to Avram, V'inu I'm upset at you. And this is over there after Avram marries Hogar, and Hogar looks down at Soda. So Soda is, is complaining to Avram, why is it that the result of what you did, that you married Hogar, now I'm being looked down at, you're not davening for me, that I should have a child. And she complained, she went and then davened to the about this. Right, so she gave over this din to the so to speak. The says, that Sarah passes away and Avram comes to uh, to mourn her, which means that Sarah really should have passed away in the same time when Avram did. <laughs> and she passed away much earlier as a result of the fact that she was miser. her din that she had on, on her husband Avram of you know, and as a result, she passed away much earlier. Hmm. But when is this true though? The If there's a bezdin. If there's a Besdin where you can go and work out whatever it is that you have against your friend, then you're supposed to go to the Besdin. But if not, if there is no Besdin here that can work it out, so then you turn to Davish, you dive into Elisha, that he should uh, work it out for you. And then there's no issue. Ashi, uh, sorry, Thaisis here says that by Avram and Sarah as well, there was a Besden in those times. There was the bezin of Shem. And Soda could have went to the Besden of Shem to work out whatever she had, uh, the Taina that she had to Avram of you know. The one that's, that screams out to the Abishar to help him from the one that's oppressing him. So he, he should be worried that the will not judge him more than the one that is being screamed at. That, he's, that this one is screaming for. About, that is. Rashi says that this is going on the Pasch. That says, So the Pasch there says, Did they bring it here on the side? look like it, but the Pasuk over there says that, uh, that an almana and a yasim, that someone is oppressing them, so they scream out to the ebishter, and the ebishter, api v'harakti eschem, so Rashi says, the deit of our is, it uses a plural term, eschem, eschem refers both to the person that's oppressing the almana or the yasim, but also the almana yasim themselves, that, that scream out to the ebishter, the e-bishter judges them themselves, and sometimes even more than the one that's oppressing them. Tanya We learned this also in the Tsayek, the term Eschem, a plural term, includes both the Eibusher judges both of them. And not only that, the the one that's screaming out to the Eibusher, and he's the one that was Matriach the to come and pay attention to this matter. That's the way the Mefarshim explained it. That there, the Eibusher the, 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 the scrutinizes him even more than the one that they're screaming about. This is in connection to something we learned before here, a story of Avimelech. So here the Gemara says that when you have even just a head yet, a plain person that curses you, it shouldn't be something that you should take lightly. And that color then was fulfilled by her son. The postic says, That this is for you something that will cover the eyes. Some proud of the Pasek over there is, it refers to the fact <laughs> that, Rabbi, that Rabbi Melech gave Sada back to her husband, Avram and gave gifts and presents, and uh, made it in such a way that he says that people should not say anything bad about you, it should be clear that I gave you gifts. But here the Pasek modedash says it differently. Allah, he's telling you like this, mi mani, Since you covered my eyes, and you didn't reveal to me the truth that Avram is your husband, you caused me all this pain, should happen that you should have children that should lose their eyesight, and when sky and and this curse, even though it comes from Avimelech, it, it. happened by his son. When Yitzchak was old, the of his eyes were dimmed. As he lost his eyesight. Amar person should always be amongst those that are being chased after, and not the one that chases others. Even though you have an opportunity to turn around and uh, revenge, uh, take revenge and chase others, but nevertheless you should accept facts, others chase you, and you should, you should be in the category of those people. <speaking in Hebrew> Amongst the birds, you don't have those that are, that are being chased after, more <laughs> than the Tairim and the doves. And nevertheless, Those are the birds that the taita says are kosher to be used as a carpenter on the Mizbeach. Okay, now we go back to what it said of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, person that says that you, you can blind my eye. So what does the Mishnah say? Even if the person clearly says you can blind my eye, I'll manasseh that you'll be potter. But still, you're not allowed to blind his eye. But then the Mishnah says, if you tell a person you can tear my clothing, if he doesn't tell, I'll manasseh you'll be potter, you're not allowed. But if he says clearly, I'll manasseh you'll be potter, you're allowed. What's the reason for the, for the difference? What's the difference if it's when a person is, is giving you permission and telling you you'll be put regarding injuring his own body or regarding tearing his garments or, or, or any of his possessions? So the answer to the difference is as follows. in the beginning when it's regarding injuring himself so over here, when he says you can do this and you'll be putter, it doesn't mean anything. A person cannot be moichal regarding his own body to say you can cut off my hand or you can injure me in such a kind of way. That mechila doesn't really mean anything because we, we understand this kind of mechila that he didn't really mean it. He probably was just very angry and he spoke in this ridiculous way but he never meant it. Right, others say that uh, when, when, when he says this, he may have thought that he could handle it and he's being meicholeth, but a human being can't handle this. And we know that he really, <laughs> later he'll realize that he wasn't really meicholeth. So he asked them in this reasoning for the difference here, how about a case where a person is, is being injured, but not the extreme way to cut off a hand or something like that, but just pain to cause a person pain. Is that something that a person in his right mind would be Michael? Now the Tanya, because we learned in Abrai, said that yeah, the Ravir person could be Michael. He can he A person says to his friend, "You can hit me, you can injure me." amanas lifts her, and he adds and says, "And you'll be Potter from this of, so the person is going to be Pater. So the Gemara is asking, what's the difference? If you're telling me that a person in his right mind will not be Michael any pain or suffering in his own physical body, so why regarding our Mishnah where there's a real Chabalah, we're talking about cutting off a hand or something, that you say a person is not Michael And this over here, when a, when a person would experience pain, a person would be Michael a person in his right mind shouldn't be Michael this either. So what's the difference? So Ishtik, he was quiet, he didn't answer this question. Omar, he asked him, did you, you hear anything about this? So he answered him, yeah, I did hear another pshat about this. says When it's a case in the Mishnah, where the person is being injured, mamish a real injury, so then it's not just for himself, but it becomes a blemish for the family. Therefore, because of the mishpache, that person can't be Michael for his family. But if it's just something that a person himself experiences pain... So, that's something where it doesn't uh, create a mamisha a blemish in his body. That's something that a person could be meichel. Itmer. But the Gemara brings about this, though, that uh, not everyone agrees to this. The two reasons we just brought are actually a machlekes. We learned that this was a machleikas. The reason why a person can't be michael, a real chabalah, that's a real blemish in his body, is only because of the pegam of his family. <laughs> Like we said before, that a person can't be meichel regarding the Rosh regarding his own uh, limbs of his body. To be meichel, that someone else could affect him and cut off a limb or cause him a real blemish, that a person is not meichel. In other words, apparently now, the Gemara. Holds the question that it asked before is not a good question. Before the Gemara asked yeah. that if you're not, if a is right mind is not meichel to cut off a, a rashi Evarim, so then any pain shouldn't be meichel. The Gemara says it's not the same thing. Something which is painful that a person could be meichel, but not this. Rav and says a different sharia actually that no, but ms a person could be meichel to even an injury and a real blemish that's caused in his very own body. A person does have the power to be meichel this. So what is the Pshat done then in our Mishnah when the Mishnah says regarding his own body that he can't be meichel, and then regarding tearing my garments or breaking my kalim my, my over there, a person could be meichel. He says, I hold it from Pshat here. Sometimes when a person says yes and he really means no, don't do this. And the yesh lav shu kehen. And sometimes when a person says no, but it really means yes, you could do this. What does this mean? So, Rashi's prat on this gemata here is that it depends in how you say it. If a person says yes, and, but he says it as like a wonder, like he said, yes, do you think, do you think I really mean this? He uses such an expression of yes, then it means no. So, when the mission over here says that someone told his friend, you can break my bones, you can, you can cut off a hand, and his friend asks him, yes, and I'll be put there. And the person answers, "You think yes? You think you'll be Potter?" He says, "Yes." So, so then, the yes means no. That's what the Mishnah meant when it said that you're not going to be Potter. And then, the, by, by the Sefer, when it says regarding the garments, and the person says uh, that over there that you'll, you'll over there you will be Potter, even though the person says no over there. Over there, the person might say no, but it really means yes. And over there, the person says, you can tear my garments. And the friends ask him, if I'll tear your garments, you'll be potter? And the person responds, well, you think you won't be potter? So then he means, yeah, you will be potter. So it, it depends how the nigan, person says it. That's Rashi's the Gemara. Mm. Okay, Thayseus though disagrees. Thayseus says that uh, it's hard to say that the whole distinction here in the Mishnah, even though it seems to be making a distinction between the person's own body or his possessions, and the whole point of the distinction is really no distinction between them. It just depends on, on how you're saying it, the, the way you're expressing it. In the niggin, it says that's not the difference. Thayseus says, when a person says yes by harming his own body, we understand that he means the yes, Belosh and Even if he didn't say it with that niggin, he must have meant it, Belosh and And when he says no, gets and garment, unless he clarifies otherwise, we understand that when he said no, he meant yes. He meant that he gave him permission. If he gave him permission, so then it's, it's, it's okay. Gemara brings a source for this. Yeah. We learned this. It says this in the Braise. You can hit me, you can injure me. you'll be Potter. And then afterwards, he responds and it says, If you're asking, would you be Potter? And it says yes. Sometimes the yes really means no. And over here, it means no. And krask susi. But if he tells the person you can tear my garments, I'm lifter, and then he explains, and the person asks him, I'm nas will I be potter? And he says, No. Haday Lav Over here in this case, the lav could actually be a Hain, and this person would be Potter. Then it says it said in the Mishnah that this case we we're just speaking about. You tell a person you can break my jog, you can tear my garments. And so then the person will be Chayef, unless you clearly specified and said Al-Manas, you'll be potter. So on that, Gemara Tzveramini, I'll ask you from what it says, and Lishmer and the says Lishmer, this is by the, by, by, by Shremer. You give him something, you give him an, an object to, to safeguard, and the title there says Lishmer. <laughs> yeah, so, it's so, Lashon the Pasek, so Lishmer means, only if you give it to him, to, to safeguard. But, <coughs> not if you're giving it to him and you're telling him you could destroy it. You, you know, so you're giving him permission. And, you're giving it to him to safeguard. Not if you're giving it to him in order to tear. You're giving someone an object in order to safeguard. Not if you're giving it to him and it's not an object that belongs to the one that's giving it to him but it's actually money of tzedakah that has to be distributed to Anim. Because in such a case, if you destroy it or you're negligent with it and it gets lost, there's nobody that can can demand any payment from you. Not the person that gave it to you because he doesn't even own it. And there's no specific uh, aniyim, there's no poor people that can come and collect this. So, in such a case, also you'll be potter. What's the Gemara's question? You see here clearly that if he gives it to you, la'abed or la'kroya, you'll be pater. It doesn't say in this brahisa that the person added and said that you'll be al-manas that you'll be pater. Just the fact that uh, he, he gives you permission to destroy it, you're already pater. So, why does it say in our Mishnah that in such a case, you Unless he gives you clear permission and he says, spells out, al-manas lifter answers like there's no question here the when it says that you're going to be higher for this is it's when it already came into your hands. a person already gave it into your hands, and after he gave it into your hands, he says that this that I gave you to safeguard if you want, you could also tear it. you don't have to be careful with it, but he says that after it came into his hands, so because it came into his hands already, so therefore. For this, he's going to be responsible unless the person told him Fadish that this that I told you, that if you tear it, you'll be potter. He has to tell him Fadish that it's going to be potter. But if the, the object did not yet come to his hands, Bahlal, he comes and tells the person, you see that object that I have over here in my house? You can, you can tear it, you can do whatever you want with it. So if it didn't come to his hands yet, then he's going to be potter. Even without telling him Fadish al Manas that you're going to be potter. And that's what the Brais was speaking about when it brought the drosha of Lishmar. That he tells it to him regarding an object that's in his house before he gives it into his hands. Amaliyah Rabbe but Rabbi asks on this answer, in the Braisa as well, it's also a mashma, that he's already giving it into his hands. Because Lishmar, <laughs> the Braisa is d'arshin the of the pasik. When you're giving it, the Loshan of the posik over there, it says, re'eyu. You're giving it into his hands, Lishmar, that he should guard it. Over here it's mashma, not that you're telling a person, here, this is the object in my house. And, and if you want, you can tear it. It's a that he's giving it into his hands. And still the b'raise says that when he's giving it into his hands, and he tells him that he can destroy it, he'll be putter. Even if he does not tell him clearly, I'll manas that you'll be putter. So you can't make this distinction. So, ma Rabbi. so Rabbi says a different answer, similar, but a little different, as follows. In both cases, in our Mishnah and in this b'raise, we're talking about a case where a person is giving this person an item to, to, to safeguard. But what's the difference? There's no cashier whether this, whether this person would be potter if he destroys it when he was given permission to do it. In the case of our Mishnah, he gave it to you. He says, I'm giving this to you to safeguard. So then, if he gave it to you with that intention that you should safeguard, if he later on comes back to you and tells you, by the way, this item I gave you, you can, you can destroy it. You don't have the right to destroy it unless he tells you, ask you're going to be you already got a din of a shame on this. Over here, he's giving it into your hands, but he's giving it to you right in the beginning. And he's saying, this that I'm giving you into your hands right now to, to safeguard. You have, he gives it right away, but you, you, can, you can destroy it. So therefore, he doesn't have the Din of Hashem right from the beginning. So therefore, Halvi potter. The brings a, a story that happened in connection to what we said before regarding uh, taking something that belongs for Aniyim. There was this wallet of money for Tzedakah, that was delivered to the city of Pompadisa for the poor people. So now, after the Rav Yosef gave it to safeguard by this individual that he should hold it for the poor people. Pasha This person was negligent with it. And people came and stole it. So now the question is, is he responsible to pay for this? Chai Rav Yasef, Rav obligated this shamer to pay for, this, for the fact that it got stolen. So he's a shamer and he made him responsible for this. So Amalek Abayah, Abayah, asked him the question, but vatanya, we learned in the b'risa that we had here before. Lishmai, when the Torah says that you, yeah, you have to safeguard it, that's only if you're safeguarding it for a particular owner. But not if you're safeguarding tzedakah, which is distributed for aniam, who are you safeguarding it for? Who's going to come down and collect the money from you? There's there's no particular owner that could could demand of you to pay back what got lost there. So why does he have to pay her what got stolen from him? The poor people of the city of Pompadice, there was a set amount of money that they got from the Tzedakah Fund specific anim, specific amount of money for every Shabbos, for every week. And therefore, it's like they have a certain percent in this that they're owners, that they can come and demand for what, what got stolen here, the So therefore, this does fit the category of Lishmar that you're safeguarding it for a specific owner, for these aniyim that have a set amount. Therefore, of Yosef Paskin, in this case, they does have to pay them for this. Hadran Allah we shall return to you the eighth paidik of Mosef, Begin the ninth pedik of uh, the Mesechta. The ninth and the tenth pedik of this Mesechta will discuss the different halachas that there are when he gets a Ganev and a gazlan. How he has to pay back and all kinds of halachas that relate to that. We had a little bit of this already in pedik merube. Here we come back to some other, uh, more halachas. Mishnah actually begins with a halacha that we learned already before in pedik merube. So, take a a person that steals wood, Vasan kelim, and then he fashioned it. He turned it into uh, vessels. Or tzermer, he steals wool, v'asam begodim, and he made it into garments. So, mshalim kushasa So, first of all. Allah, the Mishnah here is saying is that when you steal something and you turn it into a new object, you're kind of b'shinoi. We had before, Rashi brings it. The postic says that v'heshef like asher gozal. Asher gazal means if the object is in the same condition like it was when you stole it, then you return the object itself. But if not, then you're kind of the object itself and you only pay money. The value of it. So, over here, you turn it into a kali or into a garment, so you don't pay back what you stole itself. You pay back the, only the money for this. But with the value of what? The value that it had at the time when it was raw material when you stole it. Gaza, if the person stole, pare that is, a person stole a pregnant cow, Vyalda, then it gave birth. Rachel to una, or a sheep that's, that has full a lot of wool on it, and then he shared this wool. de so then you have to pay so now this, this the animal it gave birth so the, the what what was born here or the wool that you that you that you, that you that, that's shorn from this um, sheep that you can keep because that's a shinu that's a numizi it was just born now or you, you cut it off the sheep that you can keep Now the potter itself though you have to you pay back the may potter, hot in madisleland you have to pay back now the the money of a potter that is pregnant now, according to Rashi's opinion, the actual putter itself, you have to give back to the owner. But when you give back the actual putter itself, you're still missing something that you stole that you didn't give back. Because you stole a pregnant cow. Now you're giving back a cow that's not pregnant anymore. So the value of that, ad- additional value of a pregnant cow, that you're going to have to give the money for. Because the baby that was born is a shinui. Even though the shinui didn't happen through your action. You see over in the Mishnah, a shinui that happens automatically. But still, it was born, automatic shinui, you kind it. But you have to pay back that, that extra amount of what, what it now is not dear in the cow. And the uh, same thing also the mei rochel in You have to pay back that extra value of this rochel that had all this uh, wool on it that you already keep for yourself. That you have to pay back. Goz al a person stole a cow. Vinesabra etzloi. it became pregnant by the gazlin. And the old, and then it gave birth. Rachel, he stole a sheep, v'nitana etzloi, and it and it grew all the here the wool on it. By this person, ugzazani, and he short by him, mishalem kishas So over here, you have to pay only the value of what it was at the time when you stole it. It became pregnant by you, and it had a, man, a baby. All that you don't have to pay back. That you you keep for yourself. You just give it back the way it was at the time of agzeila. Ze'a klal. The rule here is mishal When you pay back the value of exela, you pay back the value that it was at the time of exela itself. The will explain why the mission has to add this klalir. So, Gemara, Omri, they said, Eitzim v'ason in. In our mission, it's that this whole halacha about a shini that you kind of with a shini. What kind of a shini is that? If you have wood and you build a keli out of it, that's the kind of shini that you kind of. But shifa on But it's mashmed a Mishnah that if it's a different kind of shinoi. If you have wood, that you then you sanded it or you smoothed it out, so you change it a little bit, that's not a shinoi that you're kind of. It's what it sounds like in the Mishnah. Or tsamevos and in. If you have wool and you made garments out of it, that's a shinoi. it's not a garment, so you're kind of this. But libnon, if you just have this wool and you just bleached it, you whitened it, that loi, you're not going to be kind of this. Question is, but I'm mini. I'll ask you from a where it says, and Vishifon. If a person steals wood and he sands it, or and on. or he steals stones and he smooths it out, or the wool and he whitens it, on or flax and he cleans it out, <laughs> So all of this, you kind it itself because you changed it. It's a shino, you kind it, and you only pay the money the way it was with So we see that all of these are, are considered to be a shini. Rabbi Yisabai answers is a difference. Tanadidon in the town of Armishna Katani shini He is bringing up an example of a shinu that's actually less of a shini and that's only a shinimed der Why is it only a Shinni der Because the hadra, the kind of shinu that our Mishnah is talking about and the object you stole is a shinu that will, could be returned back to its original condition. This is what's called a shinya khayzlibriyase. That's the kind of shinu Armishna is talking about. From our Mishnah, for sure you'll understand that a shinui that does not turn back to the way it was, that's a Shinoi minatayit. That's what the Teyit meant when it said, Asher Gazal, that you'll be kind it. So there, what, the Gemara explains. Eitzim The case our Mishnah was speaking about, you stole wood and you made it into kalim So what, what was the Mishnah talking about? Beetzim eshopin. It's talking about already pieces of wood that are smoothed out and they're, they're already sanded down and they're ready to be used to make a kali out of it. These are boards, these are boards that are ready to be used to build something with it. The Shinu the So even if you build something out of it, you can then take it apart. So it could go back to the way it was before. The boy you could take it apart. And the same thing. The case of our Mishnah, when it said, you had the wool and you made garments out of it. But we're talking about the wool that you stole that was already spun. The shinoi, the So even if you make garments out of it, you can, you can take it apart and you'll have that spun wool the way it was before. The boy That's the chiddush of our mishnah. So this is This is not a shinoi. The mishnah was saying that chachamim wore to make it easier for a ganef to be able to do tshuva that he doesn't have to take apart what he built. He doesn't have to take apart the garment that he made, and he can give back just the value for it. And the shinu de and for sure a shinu de which is a kind of shinu when you sand it down, or when you whiten it, and it doesn't go back to the way it was before, for sure that's a kind of shinu that you would be kind of. Okay, that's the tan of the Mishnah. But Tanabira, the tan of the braise, shinu de he only brings up examples of a shinu de which is a shinu that cannot go back to the way it was, A v'shinu de katoni, but the shinu of our Mishnah, which is only a shinu de and that the tan of the braise does not mention. That's one answer. Ravashi, Yamaravashi says another answer. The Tana of Mishnah is also speaking about a case where there's a shini min What is it talking about? Kalim, when the Mishnah speaks about that he took wood and he made a Kaeli out of it, this is talking about Tabuchni, this is a buchni. Buchni is a pestle where a person takes a, a piece of wood. In order to make it into a pestle, you have to sand it down. So you're, you're, you're not just taking boards as is and building it, and then you can take it apart. No, the, you, you make it a keli by sanding it down. And so now this is a shini that can never go back to the way it was. The Hainu Shifun. The example of a Mishnah, according to this answer, is basically the same point that the B'risa says. That you sanded it down. And some of us in Begadim, when our Mishnah gives the example that you took wool and you turned it into garments, it's also an example similar to the Brisa when it will not go back ever to the way it was before. Nimti, this is when you turned it into a felt which cannot be taken apart and it's a shinny that never goes back. It's a shinny that never goes back. So basically the Mishnah and the Brisa are both the same thing, just giving different <coughs> examples. What, we, what the Braithers said, that if you take uh, wool and you, and you bleach it, you whiten it, then that's called a shinin. Is this true that this libon is considered to be enough of a significant change to, the, to this object, to this wool, that you're kain it? But I mean, I'll ask you from what it says in the Mishnah. This is the Mishnah talks here about the halacha of reishis ageis. When you When you shear the wool of the, of the sheep, you have to give the first uh, part to the kainet. So there the Mishnah says, loy. you didn't get a chance to give this the wool that you shore from the animal to the Kayiv, and then you, you dyed it already, pater. so you're going to be putter because now it's not anymore the gracious age. You change it into a new object. Now it's already dyed, so you putter. But if you only whitened it, then you did not dye it. Chayiv. The, 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 the whitening it, it's still the same wool that was shorn from the animal and that you still have to give to the kind. So you clearly see just whitening it is not a shinoi. On the rabbis, the rabbis answers it to mechleikis, <speaking> loikashi, harab shimin harabana. <Hebrew> to mechleikis mirab shimin harabana as we see in this b'raiseh. The tanya, the b'raiseh says, regarding this halacha, vreshis hageiz, gozazoi, if you shorn the wool from the animal and then tovoi, you spun it. And v'argoi, and you already w- wove it as well. So then aim at starif. It will not combine to other wools <laughs> To, that you short from the animal in order to give it to the Kayim. But the halacha, by, by Rezha Sagazis, has to be a certain shear, there has to be five sheep, and there has to be a certain weight of, of wool in order to be chayiv. So you can't combine this with other wool that you're going to be shearing, because it's already changed, it's, it's, it's not, not anymore wool. Libna, that is, if you whitened it, just by whitening itself, that's a shini. Can't combine anymore to any other uh, wool that you are showing sh- 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 from the animals. Chachamim says, no, it will combine because whitening it is not a shinui. So you see right over here, it's an whether whitening the wool is considered to be a change or not. Rav Oma, says we can answer the contradiction before differently. Hava Rab Shimin. both opinions go according to Rab like Shimon. it's not a contradiction. The, when you whiten the wool, you, so Hala the over here, he whitened it, and by, in order to whiten it, he untangled this wool just with his fingers. So therefore, it's not a real shinny, because it's not yet smoothed out. Hala the But then, if a person whitens it, and he also combs it properly, that's a full real shinni. Barovna says another answer, the in a case where he just washes it, with, with just washes it and he whitens it, that's not a real the shinin. But over here, his mom is bleaching it, the way they used to do it then, with, with fire, with smoke, and a different way to bleach it, that's a more permanent change. That's considered to be a change. Okay, but now the Gemara asks a question on Rav opinion. What did we say before? We said before, that we, we'll, uh, we, we're going to see over here, the Gemara is going to bring a braisa right now that Rab holds. Even when you die wool, well, it's still not considered to be a shinoi, as we'll see right here. So if so, the Gemara is now asking what we saw before. Libun have a shinoi. So Rapshim before said that whitening is considered to be a shinoi. If even dying is not a shinoi, how could whitening be a shinoi? Where do we see that dying is not a shinoi? The it says in the braisa, Rishai, you cut off the, the you shore the wool from the animal and with tzavah, you dyed it, or you took off the wool and you uh, spun it, it was, it was woven, it doesn't combine anymore for the shear, for additional wool that was thrown from the animal. That's the uh, If it was dyed, then the dying does not uh, change it really. And it's still going to be combined to other uh, walls that you share in order to be able to be the shear to be Bichayev to give for the client. So you see what Rav Shimon says, even dying is not a Shini. How can you say that whitening is a Shini? On says like Rabbi says, a Tzataka what Rav Shimon holds. Rav Shimon. The Bryce that we brought before is the opinion of Rabbanan that are quoting Rav Shimon. Ha Rabbanan ben Yehuda liveti Rav Shimon. Over here it's not, it's Rabbanan ben Yehuda that quoted Rav Shimon. It's a different, different opinion of Shimon. Another answer to the Gemara says, The Rabbanon do not argue on Rav and ben Yehuda regarding what Rav opinion is. When it, I We had a steed over here regarding the dying, whether this is considered to be a shinu or not. It depends what, how you're dying it. When if you dye it in such a way that the color could then be removed with a soap, with some kind of a detergent, that, that's not a shinui because you can remove it. Then, when it says over there that the dyeing is a shinui, that if you didn't give it to the kohen yet and you dyed it then you're going to be potted. it's a shinoi. By Kimne Kedivri Coil, and everybody agrees to this, even Ab-shimin, But kala Elon. That's if you dye it with this material called Kala Elon. They have a translation with this Kala Elon over there. I don't know, I'm not sure what Kala Elon is. It's some kind of an agent that dyes it that you can't take off the color. The You can't remove it. So therefore, this is a kind of a dyeing that Abshemen holds that it's going to, going to be a real shinoi.